right, hello everybody. Welcome to Office of Folding. As today, it looks like we only have three of us for this episode, but let's get into our NFL news to start this episode. Yeah, do you guys, before we start, Roy, do you guys feel lighter? I think we cut some dead weight. <laughs> <off of> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to take some shots tonight for uh, both uh, literally and uh, probably physically. <laughs> yes, and it looked to me, in the photo I saw, it looked like he had physically taken plenty of shots already. Yeah, so we owe, we owe Mr. Kurt a few here. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Shane, do we have a sponsor for the news? Yes, we do, Roy. Uh, the news is sponsored by um, Nut Allergies. Oh. Do you find yourself on a flight back home from Chicago looking forward to some free almonds and a nap? Sorry, but one person on a flight of 180 people has a severe nut allergy. <laughs> And ruins the flight and the only free thing on the plane for everyone. What? Prior to wheels up, we apologize, folks. Someone has a severe nut allergy, and you will not have snacks. Oh, back to you, Roy. I didn't even know that could happen, uh, but wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was pissed. I... I always look forward to a nap and some uh, free snacks. Hey, listen, no go. listen, if you've got a nut allergy, I'll tell you right where to go. Room 40. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's where they should have been placed was room 40. <laughs> uh, okay, so our news. Uh, well, uh, unfortunate news for my team, uh, fantasy football-wise, uh, both C.J. Stroud for the Texans and Trevor Lawrence uh, for the Jaguars are in concussion protocol. Uh, looks like Stroud is going to be a sure scratch. Don't know about Trevor Lawrence. Nobody has seen his uh, his uh, him at practice yet and uh, his lovely locks. So uh, my fantasy team now, uh, I picked up... Uh, that uh, Nick Mullen guy for uh, the Vikings. So uh, hopefully he has a big wow. day. Uh, check this out. I this uh, and I'm sure uh, Kurt probably already was reading this because we know that he's always studying the news. Um, you know, you got to when you're at the top, right? Shane, the um, the official kicking balls were underinflated for Sunday's game between the Chiefs and the pa- Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Uh, another deflate gate conspiracy. Not on? not quite as bad. So here's what they did. They checked the they checked the range. So the accepted range for a kicking ball is 12.5 to 13.5 PSI. At halftime, the balls were measured at 11. However, if 
this was a ploy by either team, it worked against both their kickers because I think the Chiefs kicker missed a field goal and the Patriots kicker missed a field goal. Um, but anyway, for the second half of the game, the balls were properly inflated uh, for the second half. Um, so, uh, you know, no harm, no foul, right, uh, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, weird. I didn't know that was happening, and I actually saw the first part of the that game where um, New England kicked field goal, and he missed it badly to the left. Like, it wasn't even close. <laughs> uh, and I didn't know that had happened until right now, but I guess it makes sense if you think it's going to feel a certain way, and then you boot it, and he hooked it. Well, interesting enough. Okay, so uh, Patriots kicker, uh, Ry- Ry- uh, so the was had a perfect season of uh, field goals and extra points and uh, missed <laughs> his first one. Now the Patriots haven't scored a lot this year. So you could make that argument that uh, having a perfect kicking season, isn't that big of a feat, but uh, nonetheless, he missed his first one and uh, probably because of deflated uh, balls or maybe a nut allergy, who knows? Maybe so. Um, I think that's where Kurt is right now. He's busy checking his own balls. His own for, deflated uh, balls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I and I by the looks of that picture, they were probably running at uh, just under eleven psi, and probably should be closer to uh, fourteen or fifteen. Well, after a few pops, I think you'll be in the fourteen, fifteen. You'll definitely be in the teens. <laughs> uh, Shana, uh, this uh, probably uh, didn't catch your attention, but, uh, you know, the Huskies and the Cougars had uh, worked out a deal to continue the Apple Cup tradition, albeit a different uh, uh, week in their schedule. It looks yeah. like uh, the Ducks and the Beavers have also uh, been able to ink a deal to continue the Civil War, although they don't call it the Civil War, and I don't remember what they call it now, but uh, they were able to come to an agreement uh, to continue that tradition. Um, and also in college news, um, I read that Oregon State and Washington State are working on a deal with the West Coast Conference for non-football sports, meaning they're trying to... Um, focus, ju- I get, you know, the, it allows the football team to travel more, but um, I guess maybe basketball and some of the other sports, uh, they can focus on the West Coast, maybe? I, I don't know. And this might be something that uh, other teams in the former Pac-12 will be looking to do, right? Because football, you travel, I, even Melanie mentioned it, football travels once a week. Some of these other sports is uh, multiple times, so they might be looking for ways around some of the traditional conference alignments. Makes sense because if you can cut down on travel, I mean, look, a, a D one school playing another D one school, I don't think it matters what the who it is, right? As far as the logo, I mean, if you play basketball against Gonzaga, obviously that's high profile, but if you play against I don't know, Santa Clara or some other of these smaller schools in like women's volleyball, I don't think they care. They're just playing and it doesn't matter who they play, right? They're not really going for a national championship. So it makes sense to do so. I, I bet you we see more and more schools do this with this new realignment structure. I don't know if you saw Chip Kelly's 
video of how he was describing what football should be versus the other ones, but it made a lot of sense to almost do exactly this and split it up, right? How football mm -hmm. is the major driver and kind of doing whatever they want, but in scheduling whoever they want, but having the schools align with regional schools to make, yeah. it, you know, you could get on the bus almost and, and have a, you know, a golf match or a, something that doesn't drive revenue, right? Right. You just cut all that extra travel. You don't need Wazoo going to play Central Florida for something just because they happen to be in the same conference. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, I didn't. I saw a deal about Chip Kelly's perspective. I never watched it, but I did see that article uh, come up. I didn't get a chance to look at that. Uh, he never came across to me as a guy who was uh, terribly smart, <laughs> but he was also always a guy that I was rooting against because he was playing against our teams. But uh, very well thought out and a good listen. It's about two or three minutes, and it makes a ton of sense to okay. college football and the, the state of the union right now for you know NIL and all the rest of the nonsense going on. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that I'll I'll look for that because I'm always intrigued in you know situations like that. Um, the uh, in fantasy news, the big three prevail, uh, which I'm including myself in the big three there. Um, so uh, congrats uh, to the Scotches on. Um, edging out a nail biter with a heroic performance from uh, Jalen Hurts, albeit uh, on Monday night to clinch, uh, clinch the win over uh, looking Purdy, who wasn't able to get enough points from old DeAndre Swift to offset the Jalen Hurts performance. But uh, it, it was not lost on people that every time that Jalen Hurts Put it, put it in the end zone. Swift was running the ball and fell on the one yard line every time. Fantasy, you gotta love it. Fantasy football is a game of inches. Hey, you know, I mean, I, um, well, uh, Shane, uh, before I get to my situation, Shane, uh, nice work on uh, edging out my abs and uh, securing uh, your uh, post season journey kind of early on Sunday, right? I mean, it was pretty much written. Yeah. We were, we were feeling pretty good about it and then uh, went to run some errands and do some things. The next thing you know, I noticed that I was only up by like four points because uh, he had McC McLaurin, uh, Terry McLaurin, the receiver from the Commanders, mm -hmm. out of nowhere scored two garbage touchdowns or had a big play or something, scored a bunch of points and got it close. I was so nervous when they were in the red zone and they got it. They ended up throwing it to somebody else. So, yeah, I was uh, I was cruising. And then, as with most things, at the last minute, you a little stress out a little bit. But yes, locked it up and could enjoy Monday night football. Didn't have to worry about anybody playing. So, um, I, uh, I, I had a little bit of a different situation where I had uh, Metcalf. I was riding Metcalf's coattails. And then the person I was playing had a, had a uh, receiver and a uh, running back going, I think. Yes. For, and, uh, Roy, let me uh, interject here. The uh, EST in MT actually prepared a statement oh. for me to uh, – 
to read on I'm, the podcast. Let me okay. I, and and I'm sure and I'm sure I'll have a rebuttal uh, prepared um, as yes. well. Okay, so this is uh, this is EST and MTs. By the way, when she wrote this, she did not realize there's a consolation bracket. So <laughs> I don't know, she may retract some of this. Uh, okay, uh, all right. Uh, EST and MTs departing statement from fantasy football. My fellow football fans, I bid a sad farewell as the underdog of the group. This departure may not come as a surprise to you. As a newly found Cowboys fan, I have been notified that this is what it's like to be a Cowboy fan. You think they're going to be great, and then they cowboy it up. If it wasn't for Daki Poo, I would have dominated Silent but Deadly. I leave with my head held high. Enjoy the ride. See you next season, and let's go Long Brown Wiener. <laughs> well, nobody's uh, rooting more for a uh, Long Brown Wiener than uh, EST and MT. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, I I recognize uh, the sentiment there actually, and I had some thoughts on that. Um, and, and by the way, thankfully DK came up huge in the end of the game. I think he spent the first uh, forty-eight minutes of the game with only one point, and uh, wasn't until the last. Uh, uh, touchdown drive there, um, the the game clincher as it was, that uh, I really uh, started breathing easy on that whole situation because uh, when it's that close, a touchdown, uh, uh, you know, you get a you hit somebody for a fifty yarder and they score, that's a big swing. So anyway, that said. Um, it was a great match and, uh, you know, uh, fought tooth and nail there. Um, I, I, uh, um, just like I have told countless cowboy fans as the season end comes near, uh, if you need, if you rely on a cowboy on your fantasy team in the playoffs, they will blow it just like the real team does, you know, in, in, in real life. Right. So, you know, I, I know that, uh, we had a, we had a song, um, last year about, um, you know, Amber not letting her, her baby grow up to be a cowboy fan, but, yeah, uh, Cody, uh, sorry to interrupt there, Roy, but Cody is, did that song make it on the greatest hits album for the podcast? Do we have that yet? We do not yet. <laughs> well, I think well, there's not many to choose from, so hopefully it makes the cut. I, I think we, I think we'll have a third cut here. Um, there was a song by, uh, the great, uh, Toby Keith on this topic. Um, I've got my own play on it kind of where, um, it's, it's more like, shouldn't have picked a cowboy so there you go amber your fault uh shouldn't have picked a cowboy there you go um that's my rebuttal to uh est and mt <laughs> love it love it uh also kudos to the long brown wiener who knocked off those pesky pesky remerica uh team with by 
the way the largest playoff win margin uh, for the group here last week uh, had a yes. I think he d- did it handily. Um, he probably will meet his maker uh, versus the Scotches this week. If the Scotches are not, um, you know, deep into the Scotches tomorrow as well. <laughs> the deeper he gets into the Scotches, the better chance he misses starting the right people. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that's uh, the fantasy news and uh, the news. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, studs and duds real quick? Uh Shane. Well, I guess there's only a couple of us. Uh, Cody, I'm sure you had some yeah. top performers there uh, in the bye week. Yeah, Cody, what was your studs and duds this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard to stay with mine. I wasn't really keeping track of mine. <laughs> I thought I heard a toilet flush there for a second, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> well, good. Cody, you know, most of the weeks your stud has always seemed to be Josh Allen, right? He, he's, he's a oh, yeah. point. But, boy, talk about the week that if you needed him for the playoffs, he didn't do anything. I think he only threw the ball, like, completed seven passes. Yeah. No, no, they did score a lot against Dallas, though, at the same time. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe he did score some points. I don't know what he did, but I know he didn't have a lot of – uh, yards in the air. He only had seven passes. Yeah. Uh, how about? Uh... <laughs> Kayla. Uh, so blink twice if you're in a safe place. Cody, Cody, are you in a safe place? Hmm. Well, um, my stud last week was uh, Kyron Williams. Yeah, what's the deal with Kyron Williams, by the way, Roy? That guy is awesome. So he put up a bunch of points. I did see, though, he fumbled twice in the first first quarter, I think. Yeah, first three drives, he fumbled twice. And... Uh, it was questionable whether or not he was going to come back off the um, – they they set him for a little bit, let him gather his thoughts. But, yeah, he had 160 uh, – 152 rushing yards and a touchdown. I mean, if he didn't have those two fumbles, I would have been sitting on 26, 27 points. That's great. My dud was uh, Odell Beckham, who managed a paltry one point. Um, and who's also uh, questionable now for next week. So, um, and on the bench, by the way. So, um, I'm going, I'm coming at you, Shane, with a full, healthy uh, team here. I'm, uh, I'm hoping, Roy, that I'm doing the same this week. Uh, last week, my studs and duds, I... Jordan Addison was a stud. He had two touchdowns, scored 23 points, had a, an amazing game. Um, but believe it or not, I had uh, between four of my players scored a total of four points with one of them, my one of my what I thought was a stud running back, Bijan Robinson for Atlanta, had a negative one point. He had very little, like under five yards and a fumble. Wow. So what we're hoping 
is that he got that out of his system, and now he has a bounce back game. Well, I I'm gonna disagree, but uh, <laughs> yep. yeah. So there there you have it. Uh, the um, let's see here. Oh, I gotta share our our window. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, do we want to do uh, Cody? Do you want to go over the picks? Uh, the picks for from last week. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Give me a second to pull that. So last week, Scott, you ended up with a two. Shane ended up with a three. Kurt ended up with a two, and I ended up with a three. Kurt had a three or a two? Two. A two, okay. And I had a two, and you and Shane had a three. So what does that give us for the totals uh, so far in the year? So Kurt has 30, I have 34, you have 35, Shane has 36. Oh, <laughs> getting close. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's see here. Do we want to do picks for uh, this week? Yeah, Cody, I'm ready if you're ready. Yeah, we can do picks for this week. Okay, we'll have Kurt text his in. Okay, go ahead, Shane. Yeah. Um, if he had, if Kurt has time in between the drunk sneezes, <laughs> then um, we'll hopefully he'll. And you know, we should go over his picks live again on the air. Like we did the other week. What? Although what? I don't know if that was recorded. That might have been when we fired our sound guy. Yeah. Well, hey. So, uh, with did, what we we got to think of a trifecta. Okay. So I've got two things. Okay. So we got a Kurt drunk sneeze and a cuckoo from the cuckoo clock. What's the third thing? Like, what's the what makes it a trifecta? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get it from Kurt when he listens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Shane, What? Uh, who's going first with the picks? Okay, uh, I'll go first uh, with the picks. Um, and I there's a theme to my picks. The, the theme is the teams that are looking at the playoffs are going to win against the teams that have you know, mail it in. This is the time of year where you've been eliminated. You have nothing to play for, and it shows on the field. That's my theory, right? <laughs> so, for example, the Broncos, still fighting for a playoff spot, will beat the Patriots. Uh, the Chiefs will beat the Raiders. The uh, uh, Browns will beat the Texans. And the long shot where it's both 10 and 4 teams, I think the Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Ooh. All right, Cody? So for me, I kind of went with what Shane did, but so I went with New Orleans over the Rams and with Denver, Buffalo, and Jacksonville. 
The Rams. Okay, so my picks, I'm going to go with Baltimore over San Francisco. I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Giants. Dallas over Miami. And going with Cleveland over Houston. Well, Roy, you said it earlier. You shouldn't have been a cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have bet a cowboy? Uh, okay, Cody. Uh, we'll have to get Kurt's uh, picks after he figures out the trifecta. Doesn't Becky snort? So you could get a snort, maybe a sneeze, and a cuckoo. <laughs> all, all, yes. all, all within a thirty-second span, maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, just throwing that out there. Um, oh, it looks like. Uh, sorry, it looks like Kurt did just send me his picks. He thinks that the. Uh, the two-win Carolina Panthers will win. Let's see, where's the, th- oh. the three-win Cardinal team will win. Oh, yeah. The uh, four-win Commander team will win. And the three-win Patriot team will win. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a bold strategy, Kurt. Good good work there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and uh, also, uh, while we're in there, the commissioner can take care of any of your uh, lineup arrangement needs if you're too busy. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Cody. Uh, okay. Um, Cody, you said uh, you wanted to talk about uh, playoffs. Uh, before we do that, do Shane, do we have another sponsor? Uh, we do, yeah. Before we talk about this, uh, this is sponsored by the city of Chicago. Uh, no thank you in the winter, by the way. <laughs> as soon as you get off the plane, you feel like you gained 40 pounds. When you're driving on the freeways, you pay endless amounts of tolls because there's a toll booth on the off-ramp of every exit. <laughs> you can't escape it. Uh, and also, by the way, fun fact about the city of Chicago, uh, about every three exits on the freeway, you, uh, you're hit with endless amounts of billboards promoting Brian Erlacher and his hair restoration. <laughs> that guy has got a full head of hair, and he's on every billboard of the freeway that I was on. Craziest thing. I f- they call him Brian Hairlacker. <laughs> that was one of the billboards. There you go. Cody, back to you. Uh, Dad, do you want to start another episode, or should we just... Yeah, okay, so we'll stop right here. Okay. All right, guys, welcome back. Now we are going to talk about the playoff picture for AFC and NFC. So let's start with the AFC first. So... So far, I think it's only Baltimore that clinched their division or clinched a playoff spot, whereas Miami, Casey, and Jacksonville have not yet. On the other hand, for the wild card, you got Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis, both at 8-6, and six, and then Cleveland at 9-5, and five. but you still have Houston and Buffalo right on their tails also. Mm-hmm. 
for the AFC. Hmm. Let's see here. So, yeah, okay. So, Baltimore has clinched a, a berth, but they uh-huh. haven't they haven't clinched uh, the division, right? Because Cleveland is right on their heels. Um, Miami has not clinched because they only got a two-game lead on Buffalo. Yeah, three yeah. games to play, right? They play three more in the... Two more for fantasy, but three more in the regular season. Wow. And look at look at the AFC South. You've got three teams at eight and six right now. Now, if those teams finish 11 and six or let's say 10 and seven, Man, there's there's going to be some disappointment in the playoff picture because oh, yeah. uh, these other divisions are really hanging in there. Um, that that division is, it's kind of like the NFC West used to be, right? With we'd have three uh-huh. really strong teams at the top, and only two could go. Um, well, one year I guess we had three, but it's going to be tough. Okay, Cody, what do you want to talk about with this playoff picture? So for the AFC, let's start with them first, you know. Knowing that they are two other teams that are eight and six or possibly six for where Denver making it at seven and seven, what do you think will clinch the last spot? In the NFC? Or the AFC? Or AFC. Oh, the last, the last spot. Well, so given the, given the condition of the two quarterbacks with Jacksonville and Houston, um, I think there's some trouble in paradise there, but you've got the Colts who have kind of been rejuvenated with, uh, Gardner Minshew, um, I don't know who's gonna. I, I can't tell you who's gonna win that division. Um, last week, I would have said it's gonna be Cincinnati uh, that sneaks in one of the last wild card spots, but now Cleveland's kind of taken the lead there, and Cincinnati. Uh, well, Cincinnati's won three. Man, that whole division is tough. Uh, Shane, who do you, what do you think? I mean, uh, the AFC. Well, for like some teams, um, you know, since they're in division are going to start playing each other, I believe the last two weeks of the year are typically division games. Um, and they'll start to knock each other off, but really it's going to come down. I think to week is it 17 is the last week of the year, I believe. Weeks is it seventeen or week eighteen? Week eighteen. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna come down to the last week, I think, because so many of these teams, like Cody said, you got one, two, three, four teams that are eight and six, two teams that are seven and seven. Um, they're all right there within you know striking distance of each other, and even Buffalo that was uh, written off, you know, and now they're 
I don't know if the, anyone controls their destiny unless you win out, but, um, you know, and Denver was left in the dust a long time ago, earlier in the year, and they could potentially mm-hmm. make it. Um, somebody, I thought I heard on the radio that, is it Denver or is it uh, Philly that has the easiest schedule the rest of the year? So they, they might rattle off three in a row. I heard that Philly had the toughest schedule. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Remaining of the season. We're not going to – well, it will be more clear after this week, obviously, because everything is bunched up. At least that's the AFC. I'm not sure on the NFC. Cody, what do you think on the NFC? So, NFC-wise, I know San Francisco already clinched their – they clinched their division. Dallas only clinched a playoff spot. But Detroit and Tampa Bay, they haven't clinched anything yet. Whereas Eagles clinched the playoff spot in a wild card. But on the other hand, you got one, two, three, four teams that are seven and seven. And New Orleans and LA are going to be playing on Thursday. So it's going to be hard to see how that one goes with Seattle going against you know Tennessee, Pittsburgh and I think they still have Arizona left. How about this for Seattle? We're the of uh, those four seven and seven teams uh, they're the only one with a negative point differential and they're also one and four in the division. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. One yeah. and four in the division. Our our one win is Arizona. Is Arizona? And yeah, that who would have thought you'd go zero and four against? Uh, well, I guess zero and two against the Niners is plausible, but not zero and two against the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, our division record isn't isn't going to help us much here, but. Um, I do like what I mean, what do we got? The Giants? No, we don't we don't play the Giants. Yeah, we got the Titans. This week. Yeah. We got the Titans this we week. Got Titans, Pittsburgh, and I think Arizona last. Well, all teams that we could beat for sure. I mean, those are winnable games. Um, mm-hmm. Cody, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think? Moving forward, now they named uh, Gino as the starter next week already. Mm-hmm. But do you think it should be Gino or do you think it should be Drew Locke? You know, I think it should be Drew Locke because he kind of led the Seattle to a Monday night win against Philadelphia, which I don't think no one really thought of happening. So I think Pete Carroll should just stick with uh, Drew Locke for a while and see what happens. I agree, Cody. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent But I, that's because I'm not a Geno fan. Well, uh, given uh, you know Geno fan or not, uh, it seems like K9 uh, uh, is back now. Like we've been running oh, the ball yeah. very effectively with him, and I know when we were able to run the ball effectively with him, Geno was able to do a lot more. Um, not that Drew Locke wasn't because Philadelphia is a good team and a good defense, but I wonder if our offense is suited better for that style, you know, 
considering how we started the season or, you know, like you said, Drew, Drew Locke is a spark right now. We need it. Yeah, everything we do is based off of the run game, right? When we have big plays, it's always off the prone play action, right? Or misdirection with, uh, you know, uh, the, everybody's running to the left, for example, play action, and then there's uh, somebody deep down the field, you know, everything's based on the run. You're right, right. Even though I'm a, I'm a Geno, I'm okay moving off a of Geno. If we don't have a running game, it's tough for our mm-hmm. offense to run. Yeah. How about the move to uh, sit Adams and uh, put Love in? I didn't realize that it, he was a healthy scratch. I knew he was – I thought he was hurt, so I, that's why I figured he didn't play. Yeah. And then he afterwards that he was a healthy scratch, and then he went home and didn't go to the game. And, and uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It just feels like he took his ball and he went home like he pouted. But um, – Results matter, man. That uh, love two picks played well. Um, he's got to be able to cover a tight end better than Jamal Adams can. That guy can't seem to cover anybody. I, you know, on the Adams note, it seems like we we put way too much emph- emphasis there. And I think all of us were probably really excited to get a name like that. He's just been a bust for Seattle. Yeah, we gave up a lot for him and. You know, he was getting those sacks early on, but I think offensive coordinators figured it out, and they just block him now. It's not letting him run free to the quarterback, yeah. so then he's not making those big plays. He just seems to get beat um, multiple times, you know, a game, and not not happy with that stuff. Yeah. You got to find a way around, right? Great players find a way. Mm-hmm. He's not – how about the so? How about the Chargers and uh, I mean the firing of the coach and the GM and yeah, you think that's opening the door for Harbaugh? It's interesting, you know, given a lot of the you know the the signs are there. I think um, that. Uh, it's time. His time in college football is done. Kind of like it was for Pete Carroll, right, with USC. Yeah. Too much heat, too many penalties, too many restrictions coming down. Might as well exit stage left with, uh, you know, he's got all those wins against Ohio State and maybe a national championship this year. You never know. He could ride off into the sunset. I mean, the formula is much simpler, it seems, in the NFL. You win games and produce. Don't send uh, emails that are inappropriate to people like Gruden did, or you know, yeah. like uh, yeah. right, you know. And uh, you you've got a job, especially the Chargers' job. I, I don't think the Chargers expected a lot from their coach, uh, but man, they expected uh, not to get slaughtered. I think. And they have a lot of talent on that team, it feels like, right? Offensive side, defensive side, just feels like they should be playing better. Yeah. I guess you could say that about the Chargers almost every year, but maybe you get the right guy in there leading them and it could change it, turn it around. I don't know. It seems like this year is different, though. I mean, gosh, I mean, this year, I think we expected them to be a leader in the division, you know, yeah. to give KC a run. And, uh, man, they have not at all. 
Somebody on this podcast might have put a couple dollars down that said that the Chargers were going to win their division. <laughs> hey, well, burn that money up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that. Uh... Uh, well, speaking of the NFL, let, let me ask you this, guys. Um, I had this teed up. Let's. Um, uh, at this stage of the game, right? It's the, the downward slope towards the playoffs. Uh, let's. The Seahawks are probably, well, let's just say, cautiously optimistic to make the playoffs, to be uh, kind. Yeah. Um, let's pick a new team to root for uh, for a playoff run in, into the Super Bowl, right? And uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there that I'm going to be openly rooting for the Miami Dolphins. No. Uh, I watched the hard knocks in season. Those guys are easy to root for. Their, their coach is awesome i just yeah. love the listening to him yeah uh I'm, i i've turned into a little bit of a dolphin fan and okay. by the way i did put money on the dolphins to win the super bowl at the very beginning of the year at 35 <laughs> to 1 so <laughs> also committed financially but uh only a few dollars as we know so i'm going to be rooting for the dolphins but i was curious uh code we'll start with you what what team do you think you'll root for and it can still be the dolphins it doesn't have to be a different team but what team are you going to root for to make a, a super bowl run you know, I, I think the Dolphins could actually make a good run of it. Is I mean, that or Baltimore could possibly make another run of it, too. I mean, Lamar Jackson's pretty much playing the way he's supposed to now from last season, but <clears throat> I think it might be Baltimore. Yeah, good pick. Baltimore is an easy team to root for, I think. Well, <laughs> um... I'm going to take a different perspective, uh, different uh, perspective, a team that helped us uh, get into the playoffs last year. Uh, I'm going to go with the lions. Yeah. Now yeah. they've had yeah, a, I agree. they've been shaky here lately, but um, I think, you know, those good teams have to have that. And uh, they were so good beforehand. I, I think they're going to, come back to to doing what they do you know um i think they've got all those bugs worked out and they're going to finish the season strong i like the three teams that we've picked so far um because uh they're all i wouldn't say underdogs but they're fresh blood yeah they're fresh teams that make the play and they make the super bowl i don't need to see the chiefs in the super bowl again i could do without yeah. it i don't really need to see the eagles either uh not really that excited about that uh you know for many reasons wouldn't necessarily want to see the niners in there either but uh you know the the charger or excuse me the the dolphins the ravens the lions all would be pretty amazing stories to see in the super bowl is yeah, one thing, uh, interesting side note there uh, with the Seahawks versus the Eagles. Um, I, I didn't realize we had beat them like seven or eight straight. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's it's crazy. Like, and it goes all the way back to uh, when they had um, Michael Vick. Wow. It, and I remember that game um, because um, – I think I had Michael Vick on my fantasy football team at the time. Um, and uh, the Seahawks put a hurting on him. I mean, that was back in the Legion of Boom days. And, I mean, I think we shut him down quick. 
and held him to a like a 10 point game or something. Um, those were the glory days for sure. I mean, anytime we had the Legion, we it was fun to watch. So, oh, uh, breaking news Kirk just texted me here. He said his team that he wants to root for for the Super Bowl run is the Carolina Panthers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peninsula. <laughs> all right, all right, uh, Kurt. Uh, Shane, uh, you, do you have uh, some uh, hot or not? I do. Yeah, I do. I got a couple of, of them because here we are, uh, really close to, to Christmas, right? Um, I think the next podcast would be after Christmas. Yes. I'm looking at the calendar, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and probably a few days afterwards. If Kurt's sorry ass has to keep pushing it off and then not make it. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> right. Anyway, um, the spiked eggnog and all. Yeah, him, you know, having a, a, an adult eggnog uh, or 15. Um, so, yeah, uh, hot or not, I have for you to start. Let's go. Um, and I believe this hot or not is not up with anybody that's on this podcast, including Kurt. Uh, Christmas lights. Hot or not? Uh, I'll start. Uh, Christmas lights hot. Love Christmas lights. Uh, Don't have Christmas lights currently. Um. (laughs) You're in in the trailer park there. You don't have the Christmas lights? I thought you had to put them up and keep them up all year in the the Shady Acres. It, I, it the aesthetic uh, has occurred to me that um, I I think I could pull it off. There are others that have, um, but um, uh, you know the cold and the wind as of late uh, in the fog has uh, kept me from taking the necessary steps. I do have a wreath on the front though. Okay. Okay. Now question for you a follow-up on that do you have a ladder that would get you up on the the elevation or not really i do actually i uh a common uh thing you see on fifth wheels these days uh guys strapping those ladders onto the back uh step ladders i happen to have a gorilla ladder um in that uh, storage compartment uh that i use to uh get up there and uh blast off the roof and stuff a couple times a year the soap and water so uh, i do have a a a pretty decent step ladder for such an activity all right uh all right good cody how about you uh hot or not christmas lights Uh, i think for me it would probably be hot but it also depends on how many christmas lights we have to put up i guess (laughs) Yeah. Uh, any, Cody, any Christmas lights at your new place? Uh, no, I think no. He only decorated a tree. <laughs> oh, 
enough. Uh, I'll I'll finish this uh, this topic up anyway, and I will say not. Uh, I don't want to be Ebenezer Scrooge here. Um, I will say that I do enjoy other people's Christmas lights. I do enjoy someone else putting up all the inflatables and the lights, and the, the, it looks beautiful, and I really can't appreciate it. But when it comes to me, unless I'm you know, barked at by uh, other folks <laughs> in the house, I could care less about my own Christmas lights. So <laughs> I no longer get on a, on a ladder more than probably three rungs. I don't get up too high. It's only the, the you know, the gutter level, we'll put it, uh, for the Christmas lights. And it's at a fairly minimal level. You know, it's, it's clean and it looks nice from the street, but it is not the Griswolds. I'm, I think I'm past that part. So on a follow-up on that, Shane, uh, one of my uh, criteria as I look to my uh, future home that doesn't have wheels under it um, is a roof line that is within 10 feet of the ground. So I look at uh, all these houses and think, okay, I can do that. These high peaks, two stories, no, forget it. It better be... Uh, it, it better be within 10, uh, 12 feet of the ground. Exactly. Um, if it needs to go any higher, it doesn't deserve Christmas lights. No, no. It, uh, what are Christmas lights uh, supposed to symbolize anyway up that high? Uh, you know, the icicles all go down to the lower uh, gutters anyway. I think it symbolizes a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so uh, Christmas lights. Yeah, there you go. Hot or not. Now, keeping on the Christmas theme, and Cody, we'll start with you again. Uh, hot or not, eggnog? Uh, for me, I'm not really an eggnog drinker unless it's maybe from Dutch Bros, the eggnog latte. Ah, the Dutch Bro Mafia has caught you again. <laughs> Mm. Well, uh, I, uh, I attended a uh, Christmas uh, party one year of a, uh, uh, of a uh, fellow by the name of uh, Lefty uh, Miller there uh, years ago and uh, had a bad experience with Jaeger and eggnog. <laughs> and it okay. uh, ruined me for quite a while i i will i will buy an eggnog uh pint every once in a while or a half gallon whatever it is the smallest container that uh has the holiday uh trimmings on it and i'll pour a glass and drink it and then never pour another out the rest of the season it is amazing, Roy, that you say that because that's the entire reason for this hot or not segment. Because I bought a quart or a pint or whatever the smallest one was. Exactly what you said. You know, it's got the light, the bulbs on it, the colors. Ah, oh, eggnog. It's that time of year. That'd be great. You pour a half a glass and then it sits in your gut for an hour and you feel nauseous. And you don't do it again, and it. I won't finish that thing. I might. I could throw it out right now, and no one would miss it. Michelle's not touching it, and uh, it's all uh, completely um, 
impulsive to get because I walk by it in the store. Yeah. And uh, it gets me every year. I'll probably do the same thing next year. <laughs> All I need really is someone else to buy it. I'll have a half a glass, scratch that itch, and I'll be done. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. Right. Exactly. My thoughts. Exactly. <laughs> the eggnog. Can't do it. Cody. Oh, no, uh, Cody, back to yours. Uh, an eggnog. What did you say? Eggnog latte? Latte, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does sound like something that I could I could do. Uh, mostly, though, I don't think they make eggnog and sugar-free, and that's the lane that I need to stay in. You know, moving forward. So I don't know if eggnog is on the uh, menu for me much anymore. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I, I'm sure they can. It just doesn't taste like anything at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's fun on the coffee. We'll stay on the coffee thing for just a second. I used to be the, you know, the checkered flag, which is like, you know, whole chocolate milk with regular whole milk and a bunch of, you know, Hershey syrup, and it just was everything but chocolate, everything but coffee, so, probably 2,000 calories. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm that guy when we go through the, the coffee line. Um, it's a, a white chocolate caramel mocha, all sugar-free with almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I pull down my skirt because I'm embarrassed, and uh, they make it shake their head just like oh this must not be for you it must be for somebody else and i say it's for somebody else every time <laughs> yeah what's the name for that one uh jenny yeah it's anything for me yes because i'm i'm definitely that uh that uh, yeah caring showing up right? oh That's no the thing super specific order but it's the only way i can do coffees anymore guys we gotta uh you know that gotta adjust run is over it was a good one <laughs> it was a good run but it is over it is over uh cody any hot or nots from you uh what kind of holiday stuff do you see in the store that uh, right now that you think doesn't really have a purpose any other time in the year? Oh, how about Christmas music in front of the store? Oh. Got enough of it? Uh, they play it over and over at our store. You're tired of it? Cody, do you ever hear the same, ever hear the same Christmas song? Uh, twice in one shift. Oh yeah, usually. I like a little Christmas music in the stores this time of year. I don't mind it at all. I, 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 uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy Christmas music in stores about as much as I do eggnog. <laughs> Meaning it's great December second, and then I'm de- December third. We can move on. Oh, very good. <laughs> I mean, talking out loud makes me feel like I'm Ebenezer Scrooge. Here. I'm, I'm not anti-Christmas. I just, I guess, I'm just getting it at a certain point. Right. Um, I get my. T- I need small doses. 
it, it's it's kind of like snow, right? You get a little bit of snow and you think, oh, cool, you know. And then the next day, if you got a shovel or drive in it, <laughs> you curse this damn snow. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, uh, all right, Cody, do we want to stop here and start a, a last wrap up? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, Cody. All right, guys, welcome back. As we are just about to wrap up the show, Debbie, have anything to add? Oh, gosh, the uh, the Christmas lights and the eggnog has got got me. Uh, uh, oh, uh, gingerbread houses. Any anybody uh, do any gingerbread houses? I have not done a gingerbread house in a long time. Um, they do look like they would be fun to do. Never really on the agenda. Maybe a cookie baking contest thing is more up our alley of what we do, but not gingerbread houses. Cody, how about you? Do they sell a bunch of those at Walmart? I mean, I would imagine they do, but do they really, or is it just recycled from the previous year? No, they sell a bunch of those gingerbread gingerbread houses. Because we always have customers that. Go ahead, Cody. We have a bunch of customers that buy them. Is that a Hershey's one? Yes. Uh, now, hot or not, uh, gingerbread house, okay, right? That's my uh, segue. But now I give you the Hershey's uh, cookie house, which I'm super excited to build and possibly take a bite from. Uh, rather than a gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> True. I guess if you are going to build it too, then eat it. Gingerbread would fall short of a cookie house. Agreed. House. <laughs> yes. Uh, so in the hot or not realm, in that theme, uh, I'm saying not on gingerbread and yes to uh, Hershey's cookie house. <laughs> now, that could change once it's uh, constructed, um, let's say. But uh, I, I know a gingerbread house, once it's assembled, there isn't a single candy or frosting on there I'm touching or I'm interested in tasting. <laughs> yes, especially if any young children are helping you. Yeah. <laughs> Because we know what makes candy stick better to the roof is <laughs> putting it in your mouth first. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so well, staying with this Christmas theme, because, I mean, really, we guess we got to get the Christmas stuff uh, out in the open because it won't be Christmas next time we do this. So, uh, Kurt, or, excuse me, Cody, let me start with you. Uh, favorite Christmas cookie? So, for me, I think it's gonna be I kind of like the sugar cookie and then I think there's another one mom makes it's like an M&M one I think it is the yeah M&M cookie yeah some giant M&M chocolate chip cookies the holiday like I heard the dog ate. occasionally yeah <laughs> yeah um 
Shane, uh, Shane, what's your uh, favorite uh, Christmas oh, yeah. so cookie? My mom would always make these. Uh, well, there's two of them really, but the ones that she made that I think are the most uh, that other people are aware of is you know that it's like almost like a peanut butter cookie with the the Hershey Kiss in the middle of it. Oh, you know, like push it down. Oh, um, hey, no PDA on the podcast. <laughs> by the way, that was not the blurry area. <laughs> Hey, did you do my football picks yet? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> Coming off of an 11, and Melanie's really excited. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I did. Oh, so your mom makes those peanut butter uh, ones with the chocolate. Yeah, with the in the uh, middle, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Those. Those are my. Because those are the cookies that I feel like only come out during uh, Christmas time, and I like those. I do enjoy those, although I haven't found a, a sugar-free version of those yet, so I'm still on the look. <laughs> my, my, maybe a funny-looking Hershey Kiss on top of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of Hershey Kiss, the Melanie dropping it out of nowhere. Let's, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm a fan of those cookies, Shane. Uh, I like those uh, cookies as well. But I also do like a good sugar cookie um, with a frost on it. I'm a sucker for sugar cookies with uh, the cream frosting. Um any kind of frost. I, I I like sugar cookies. I guess I, that's I don't know why, but it's the only only holiday cookie I'm really too fired up about. And the and the peanut butter one with the Hershey Kisses in it is always good. Speaking of sugar cookies, we we were in Arizona and we went over. We got invited to Grant's. Oh yeah, Grant's, Grant's grandparents' house for sugar cookie making evening. Right, they make like seriously like two hundred cookies, and you just sit around a table Ooh. and decorate them, right? And then they give them away, and you take whatever you want. Um, so it's this whole thing, and I guess it's like a fifty-one year tradition. Pretty cool little thing they do, right? It started a long time ago, and they keep it going. And they had, you know, people make up these sugar cookies, and they're blank, and you have all the frosting and you all the stuff to do. Well, they made uh, one of them was a snowman, like it was cut out as a snowman, a bunch of them. Well, it was kind of a thin snowman, and it came to me. It looked like a guitar. Oh, like a guitar from the bottom and the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a guitar, Roy. I made three of these things before <laughs> someone told me it was a snowman. Um, <laughs> and by the way, one of the the, the guitars that I made, uh, hopefully I took a picture of it. I don't think I did. It looked exactly like Eddie Van Halen's guitar. <laughs> this really old this was years ago my mom had this really old set of cookie cutters and the snowman had mittens okay so the snowman had mittens and so it always had these hands that stuck out well 
it was kind of old and bent up or whatever. And, you know, she cut those things out and I figured out, you know, to, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, when you're a kid, you know, decorating those cookies and stuff, you just get roped into it and your, your attention span is uh, three cookies. Well, I figured out that I was almost as good of a frosting artist as I was enhancing National Geographic magazines at school in that uh, <laughs> the snowman with the, with the mittens looked like uh, this grandma doily thing that my mom had made with mittens. And so I would draw the frosting with the saggy boobies on there and made it a grandma doily. But my mom couldn't tell that's what I was doing because it was upside down the way she was looking at it. So I could turn it and bail before she figured out what I had done. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that uh, my uh, Christmas cookie uh, experience there. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, that uh, so uh, Christmas cookies. Yeah, they uh, what uh, what's the uh, go to for uh, uh, Christmas dinner, Shane? Um. Christmas dinner for us is, is there's not a lot of tradition around it, right? Obviously Christmas Eve, we do the thing with my folks, but Christmas day has really been chill. We, it's kind of, I guess maybe that is the tradition is that we're very, very chill. We don't really go anywhere, typically stay home and we have snacks, you know, eat up the rest of the cookies that are left over. <laughs> uh, nothing that's too big of a deal. Um, you know, with, with Amber and Ryan now, they kind of get split up between the, call it the grandparents at this point, right, um, sides of the family. So we get them in the morning or in the afternoon, depending, and um, it's it's a pajamas all day kind of scenario. Not going nowhere and not really hosting anything. So I would say it's more snack and leftover stuff, really, for us. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, Cody, what have we we've done uh, some roasts, some prime ribs uh, mm -hmm. in the past? I'm trying to remember, uh, I think last year we Cody, did. A... What would you say is the biggest seller for Walmart during Christmas time? What do you, what kind of food or what kind of a meal do you think people are doing more than others, or are you really seeing that kind of stuff? Maybe you're not exposed to that part. Uh oh, did we lose Cody? Oh, oh. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to say. I think people either buy turkey or sometimes roast. I mean, it's mostly I think it's turkey, though. For, for Christmas? Yeah. Wow. Which one do you see them running out of the store with it under their shoulder <laughs> more? Yeah. Not very much at our store, Simpson. <laughs> They've got security oh, tags on everything now, right, Code? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, so 
funny funny story uh shane that uh we heard um when uh we were all together uh last weekend um oh by the way got a um uh, i guess uh you know a uh a nod to uh michaela and gunner getting engaged last saturday yes absolutely i was gonna bring that up i wasn't sure if we'd do that next episode but yes absolutely congratulations to the the um, newly engaged yeah the uh soon to be uh valentine's i guess uh anyway um so emily was working at walmart and she was a uh what was it cody the curtis uh courtesy oh, shop picker. okay so online online order picker Pretty right tough. yeah okay so Emily's scrambling through the store trying to um, find this, uh, you know, you've got a time limit on these things. Mm-hmm. So you've got a window that you write code that the clock is ticking. And the faster yeah. you pick your order, you go to the top of the list, right, as a fast order picker. So anyway, she she did pretty good at that. She It was a competition for her. She liked doing that. Well, she couldn't find a specific kind of meat. Uh, I don't know if it was a steaks or whatever, but anyway, she goes to the meat department. Um, the only meat package that they had in that cut had a yellow sticker on it, which means I, apparently that it's the last uh, last day. Okay, this that's it. Well, as a rule, the online pickers can't can't pick things that are, you know, clearance type stuff, right? They're supposed to pick stuff with a couple days out. So, so she, and, and that yellow sticker covers the regular sticker that the online scanners need because it's a clearance item. Well, she was not thinking along those lines and said, well, this person wants, you know, their sirloins. So peels back, the, the peels off the yellow sticker, scans it and puts it in the order anyway. <laughs> and oh, so, no. okay. <laughs> didn't get it returned, said uh, they didn't return it. So uh, it must have uh, went okay, but it was funny because <laughs> you went to all the trouble to peel the clearance off there just to scan it and then just shoved it in after all and then later found out oh you're not supposed to uh scan those things that's why they put the yellow sticker on there that's really funny now was the order for Jalen hurts didn't he have a stomach bug he might have got salmonella or something it could have been uh sorry kurt Gave Kurt a scare. Yeah. <laughs> Damn uh, scanning shenanigans going on. That's uh, that right. That's the reason. Now, uh, Roy, back to uh, Kayla and Gunner. Um, did he say, um, will you marry me? Or did he say, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> that we do not know. I don't think Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd have to we'd have to ask the two people in Grinch costumes that were standing in the way <laughs> with the mouth open. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
there uh, yes uh will you be my valentine <laughs> uh yes uh witnessed right cody Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cody, what do you think about the whole uh, engagement? Were you feeling um, happy with the, the whole thing and, and going through that process and being there for the day? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm happy for Kaylin Gunner. I figure it's going to happen at some point. I mean, they've been dating for a while, I think, haven't they, Dad? Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, Cody's eager for them to uh, buy a house and uh, and uh, take their third bedroom, right? <laughs> well, Cody, um, just I want you to start preparing, uh, maybe needing to practice as well. Um, but during the wedding uh, reception, um, I challenge you to a dance off. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I didn't. You were out there plenty at Amber and Ryan's wedding, so I know you can do it. Um, and uh, I didn't do any dancing off back then, but I was, uh, you know, I guess preoccupied with being the father of the bride. But in this one, we just get to show up and wreck it and leave. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have so much fun. You have no idea. <laughs> No, no, uh, no uh, pressure at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Just, look, you know, Roy, you had to, you had a lot on your shoulders that day too, you know. So it's tough to really unwind. But uh, and then you know, obviously for Kayla's wedding, you're gonna have plenty on your shoulders there too. Just it's, it's a big day, for sure. But really excited, really excited for those two and and the whole family. Really, everybody gets to enjoy things like. Well, and uh, I think Amber and Ryan uh, will be pleased that uh, there was a mention of them in the uh, Dickinson Christmas letter and uh, my one of my new uh, titles that I acquired this past year was a nod to them. <laughs> Besides... Uh, but it was from Alan Dorothy um, <laughs> and James. Yeah, we, our, we, we were looking, looking forward to the letter. And the, it's the, coming. It, it went in the mail uh, Tuesday night uh, under the cover of darkness. Um, so um, I'm imagining, uh, yeah, there was a delay with uh, the photo cards this year because we couldn't use the traditional Costco Avenue that we like. Uh, Costco's now merged to Shutterfly or something. Uh, anyway, uh, you had to go through some different channels, so whole unique experience. Uh, but uh, we did pull it off finally. Uh, got it. Got everything in one place so we could uh, mail it out. And uh, yeah, so it should uh, should be there. Just before Christmas, probably Friday is my guess. Nice. And now in there, is there a paragraph um, celebrating how well Melanie picks football games against the spread? <laughs> Not yet. No, that's actually okay. that's actually for next. Uh, that will be next year's. Um, you know, if she can complete the cycle here, uh, we landed in the top fifteen as of. Uh, Last week, um, I think Kurt was Kurt was up there too. Kurt had a decent run. 
Um, from what I remember, I thought he had a 10 or a 9, maybe. Well, I think it's more difficult to finish under people that have actually scored zeros. <laughs> it is. It, it does have to be incredibly difficult to miss. <laughs> I mean, it's just as tough to miss as it is to get it, right? I, Otherwise, I, you're all right. I think so. You know, um, Melanie did ask to see the standings last week. Um, and, and by the way, uh, I have not – I just hand over the phone with the app, and I don't look at it until game day and uh, hope to be pleasantly surprised. Um, but uh, the, <laughs> this uh, – we were scrolling and scrolling – and uh, I found Kurt, I think, in the top uh, 60, like number 58 maybe overall. Uh, okay. Cody, I somehow had a hard time finding you. Um, Shane, uh, three up from the bottom. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep it easy to find. That's all. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. There, It's kind of like a high water mark. There's, there's, there's the, there's the people that are in the hundreds and then all those people that stop submitting their picks after week three below you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Was, uh, <laughs> I, I had to, had to take a minute there and think about it, but it's good times. Boy, looking forward to the to the letter though. That's that'd be great. We it's were very very excited about it every year. It's coming and uh, yeah, um, we'll be there hopefully Friday. Maybe maybe to maybe tomorrow. I doubt it though. Probably if it went. May, yeah, today's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday. I guess. Gosh, it, yeah, everything just so late this year. It's like holy crap! It's the twentieth. Yeah, can't believe it. Uh, yeah, it's just snuck up on us this year really fast, of course. So, and Emily's working at uh, Camp Bow Wow. What is that? It is a doggy daycare enrichment uh, training and uh, boarding facility. Oh, gosh. Wow. That seems very thorough. Uh, did they offer the, the goat yoga kind of experience as well with the dogs? They uh, they do uh, so, something along those lines. It's very Boise-esque. I'm looking at some of the services here. Uh, luxury suite with a webcam is uh, only $75 a night. Um, and then... Uh, Let's see here. Uh, oh, you, they do a blueberry facial, uh, ear cleaning, brush out and cologne, top dog, all services. Oh, snuggle time, the enrichment services, snuggle time, that's $15 a session. Play pals, sniff and seek, um, you know, the, the, the bath and the nail trim. Um, yeah, this is a very Boise-esque type place. And uh, she she had to drive the F three fifty there herself today. <laughs> so, 
Lord, well, hopefully she parked it in the back of the parking lot. <laughs> I I did give it a quick look see over for uh, any fresh uh, rub marks, and I didn't see any. <laughs> So, um, yes, uh, there's, uh, that's, uh, Camp Bow Wow and, uh, they get tips. Have you been, nice. have you been tipping your boarding people? Uh, the only tip that I give them is that I would not do this for a living. <laughs> <laughs> that's my tip. <laughs> Oh, right you are. Well, Cody, you want to wrap us up? Oh, yeah. How about a Merry Christmas to our peeps out there? Yes, absolutely. Merry Christmas to everyone. And the next time we'll see you just almost a year as we will catch you next time on another episode of Office of Ponies. Thank you.